mouths with staples in them, that girl from the OC, and a bunch of reasons to never get a storage unit. We're talking about The Hoarder, and it was horrifying. So Horrified, the show where we talk about scary movies that are horrifying for all the wrong reasons. We're your hosts, Sadie. And Matt. And this week we're talking about The, the Hoarder. Hoarder. <laughs> we did not plan that out to do that at the same time. It just worked out that way. Yes, it did. <laughs> but before we get into that, let's do our something good. Something good. This week, I started watching this new show called Devs. Well, not new. The season just finished, but yeah. that's new to me because I like, like to wait until their seasons are over. But yeah, it's got Nick Offerman um, right. where they're running this like technology company that's, I don't know, kind of trying. It looks seems like they're trying to like look into the future or into the past or something like that Weird. with AI. Like precogs yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, I've only watched like the first episode, but... I'm kind of in on it. It's pretty good. Nice, nice. Well, you probably know mine because... Um, so I started watching Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Okay. And I went in to the first episode being like, okay, I've heard this is something I might like, but I'm going to have it on and just kind of halfway pay attention. And I mean, by the end of that day, I'd watched all of them. And, and I cried cried. Half of them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is I cried through at least half of them. There were so many where the songs, I just, it got me. It got me. Yeah, you're a sucker for a good musical. So. Oh my God, I am. And it was so good. It was so good. Seriously, people, if you like musicals and sass and, <laughs> and, and adorable little redheads... Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's a good one. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And that's what? That was on Hulu, I think, right? Yeah, that's on Hulu. And they now have the whole season up. So, yeah. Check it out, people. Yeah, Sing it's along. good. It's got Peter Gallagher singing. It does. It does. It's really good. And it pulls at the old heartstrings. Very much. I, I watched a couple of them with you. And not even being like invested in the characters, having watched them all, like it still got me a little bit. So, yeah. It's the music. <laughs> the music's going to get you. <laughs> or yeah. the rhythm, at least. The rhythm's going to get you. Yeah. Well, in any kind of like family story, touches right. heartstrings a lot more yeah. now. So, yeah. that It has that going for it, too. Faux show. So, um... Are you ready to talk about this week's movie? Yeah. The so. not so heartstring pulling yeah. <laughs> feature. They're pulling on like organs and stuff, I guess. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this week we watched The Hoarder. Do you have a summary for us? Synopsis. Yeah. It is about a woman who goes to a storage unit to retrieve a diary from her fiance because she thinks her fiance is cheating on her. And some. One or something inside the storage unit begins hunting her and all of the other customers that are there. Yes. That is an apt description. <laughs> I know. That's why I gave it. <laughs> I, I'm not one to do an unapt description of anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So let's dive into it then. So, I never watched The O.C. I was aware of it when it was on, but I did oh, not I watched watch it. it. You watched a lot. Okay. Well, no. Does, I watched the first, like, two seasons. I'll say that. And then I stopped. I lost interest. Misha Barton always talk like that? Yes. That is Misha okay. Barton's voice. Because <laughs> I was like, is she doing, like, an accent? No. Or, like, it sounds like she maybe used to have one when she was younger and has lived here a long time, and it's mostly faded away or something, but... She was apparently born somewhere in England, but moved over here when she was oh, a toddler. See, I was thinking but no. it was like Eastern European or something. Oh, no. like She's she got a very California-sounding yeah, accent. It just like, sounded like she was doing a weird accent, but that's No, that's her voice. Talks. Yeah, that's, okay. that's... I mean, as soon as she started talking, I even wrote in my notebook, I'm having OC flashbacks, because she's the only person <laughs> I know who speaks just like that. And I, I think I told... Did I tell you that um, I somewhat kind of met her? Oh, Yeah. 
Kind of. Well, now I have to hear the story. Well, like, it was uh, when I was going to school out in LA, mm-hmm. the academy. My Some friends and I went to this fancy Indian restaurant that I think I still technically owe a friend money for covering for me because <laughs> I did not realize how expensive that was going to be. You were just waiting for Venmo to be invented. Uh, yeah, so apparently. Pay them back. Yeah, no, I had no money. I didn't have the money to pay for that. I was shocked when the bill arrived and I was like, wait, what? How much does this all cost? 85 what? Because it was one where like people just ordered a bunch of stuff and they were like, oh, this is going to be for the table. We'll split it all. The, no famous last words right anyway so i was sitting kind of at the end of the table and i'll tell you it was it's kind of dork. like these were kids who i'd hung out with a little bit but i definitely wanted to hang out with more and i just thought of them as like cool and like intellectual and they seemed so smart and i don't know fancy and and so i was already really nervous and then i noticed someone just like looking like they were just staring at me so intently and walking towards me. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is happening right now? What is happening right now? And then they went and sat down next or they started to sit down next to the person right across from me. And I was like trying not to look directly at them because I was just like, why are they staring at me? Who is this? And then I heard a voice go, Misha, we're over here and just start laughing. And then I look and realize it was Misha Barton and she started (laughs) laughing and she was like, oh, my God, I thought that girl was you to whoever her friend was, who I did not know who she was. And they went and sat and. By the way, she was meeting one friend, apparently, because <laughs> it was just, there were like 10 of us. And I remember Maybe that being a huge nervous. thing where I was like, no, I was the nervous one. Oh. She was staring at me and I felt nervous gotcha. because she was staring at me because I guess she, it was really dark in there, I should say. Yeah. That it was like really dark. So it was hard to tell people's faces anyway, I'm sure. But yeah, I was like, dude, you're meeting one person. I'm here with like, I'm not nine other people. But no. So that was my story of kind of sort of meeting Misha Barton. Awesome. Slash having her stare at my face for like a few (laughs) awkward moments. Yeah. Did she talk like this when (laughs) she that's what I was gonna say is that her accent sounded even heavier than like her like, I don't know if she was she's had some issues with like drinking and stuff like that so i don't know if she was under the influence or what but she was it was just very like oh my god i thought that was you like yeah kind of socal yeah (laughs) dialect going on well so that threw me and the other thing I noticed was that the first words that were spoken in this movie was her friend going, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that set the tone for the whole movie of just, yep, exactly. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, okay, her friend, did you ever watch the cartoon Recess? Uh, I was aware of it. I was a little too old for it. Okay, well, I didn't have cable. I had like five channels. And so on Saturday, it was either watch news or Saturday morning cartoons. I feel like my younger brother and sister (laughs) watched it a decent amount, but I never did. One of the, now it's not going to matter to you as much, but one of the characters on Recess, I felt her friend was dressed so much like she even had she had like a braid in her hair and she you know had like the leather jacket and the beanie thing whatever yeah. you call it and i can't think of the words now and <laughs> Lisa's like also had a guy with his mouth stapled shut too right <laughs> yeah that was the one <laughs> the similarities that was uncanny. the one right whereas misha barton looked like a suburban mom it was yeah. very odd that they they looked very different yeah, I guess it doesn't matter because the friend gets killed almost very instantly. quickly. Yeah, so, so I guess it doesn't matter. Were you like me when they showed up to the storage unit? Did you think for even a split second, because I did, that the guy behind the front desk was the guy from MythBusters? <laughs> yes. Okay. I was like, he looks he terrible. Very much looks like <laughs> the guy from. Myth- realized it was a totally different person, but yeah, I was like, oh man, the life has not been kind to him, but. Well, and can I... It's not been kind to a completely other person, I guess. Can I spoil something for you or for our audience? I mean, we're going to spoil it anyway. We always spoil everything. But I did have a moment where they, when they first went down to the creepy thing where they think... Yeah, the sub-basement thing where they think the, like, fiancé stuff is going to be. It might have even been before then that I definitely was like, 
the main guy for the storage unit either has to be the creepy guy or has to be in on it because how can you have all this creepy stuff happening? Yes. In a store, like so, I was like, "You're surprised." It's not very surprising. I didn't catch on that quickly, but the moment that I did is when is when they set it up to make you think that he got killed. Right, he's in the hallway and he sees the thing, and he goes just like. Oh, no. But not yes. in like a I'm in danger kind no, of way, but in an I- inconvenience, like, oh, man, kind of way. Right. And I was like, oh, shit, he's in on it. And then at the end, they're like, this guy's in on it. I was like, well, fucking yeah, you already said that <laughs> right. like 40 minutes you, ago. That's when it was cemented in my mind. I had the suspicions earlier on just because I was like, how can you have this creepy sub-basement that seems to very much be set up for yeah. creepy stuff well, happening? And the way he talked to the young like stoner kid. That he right, told to go right. clean the, the walls or the doors or whatever he told him to do, go check the fire doors. But the way he talked to him was kind of creepy. And so, like, I was suspicious already. Right. But yeah, as soon as he saw the guy in the hallway and was just like, oh, there's my dude. I was like, oh, I gotcha. I see what's happening here. And then they tried to make that the twist. And it's like, right. Uh, you, you made no, it very it was obvious. Very obvious. Yeah. Exactly. Just like they made it very obvious that something was fishy with the detective. Yeah. I wrote down the first time we saw him, I said, he's either in on it or he's a dirty cop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, he was giving off odd vibes right from the beginning. The fact that he never tried to call for any kind of backup. I he never, saw never him show his like, badge to anybody. I don't think he did. So was he even a cop? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's some mystery we're supposed to like. Right. A bag of money and a gun. I don't know. Because, yeah, he he definitely didn't seem like anyone who was on the up and up for even a second, even yeah. a moment of his time on screen. No, he, and I mean, the actor that they got, he's from something. And he's I can't from a remember, few things. But he has that grimy I saw him in I Zombie. Him. There you go. <laughs> sure. That was the only one I can remember off the top of my head was I Zombie. Um, he's been in a few things. But yeah, though. he's he's got a very like greasy look to him. That, yeah, like, he looks like a dirty cop. But yeah, towards the beginning, the first time they go to the room that all the madness takes place in, they can't get in because they have the key to the wrong room. Right. And the way that they get in is to take the magnetic card and rub it on her hand really right. fast, like four or five times, and then it just works. Right. And it that was... happens a bunch of times throughout the movie when they need to get back into that room. They just yes. rub the card on their pants or on the side of their hand or something just and like, then heat it up. That's a really That's not how those like... things work. <laughs> and if you've got a sure murder dungeon down there, way. it's going to be a more little secure. more secure than just a magnet card. Right. And there's there's so much about this movie that does not add up and that I don't understand. And I just... I have so many questions, but I don't even know where to begin with them. And yeah. if it seems like we're not making clear what's really happening, and it's because it's not really very clear. So plot-wise, we'll say so they they show up. She gets her friend Molly to go with her to the storage unit because she's convinced her fiance is cheating and she wants to find this diary. Right. And so they go. To, they have to go down to the negative fourth floor. To Which get it for some reason. And it's her this- friend is like, picks a lock. Because yeah. you have to have a key to get down to the, the elevator fourth to get floor. Down there, and then they swipe this magical skeleton key magnet card to get into the room. And then the girl is immediately just grabbed by this creature. And Misha Barton just abandons her. She just Very runs quickly. away yes. immediately. Just she does so not try to fast. help her. She doesn't try to like get back into that room or knock on the door or see what's happening. She just bolts for the elevator. Right. And then she, like, can't get the elevator to go up, and she, like, climbs up through the elevator, and then that dirty cop guy, like, rescues her. Yeah. And for the first, like, 30 seconds when we don't even know he's supposedly a cop or anything, she just is so angry at him and yeah. accusatory. He saved and I'm her. like, why? Yeah, like, you clearly have something to do with this. You're here, and it's right. like, I don't know in this place. Right. Like, why? Well, and so when she's climbing down to the elevator, I felt a little bit like a sexist asshole thinking this but like she does not seem like she would have the upper body strength to just scale the inside of an elevator shaft like that like she just would like adrenaline baby tiny little pieces of wall and just was like yeah yeah she yeah i i did feel that i most action movies where they involve an elevator or something they don't scale the wall that quickly even except for 
you know, like Mission Impossibles with yeah. Ethan Hunt. <laughs> like he can scale a wall that quickly, but not many other people. Not some random paranoid fiance. Right. And so, like, so the cop goes down and sees a bloody handprint, and he's like, oh, I don't want to, like, it seemed very much of, like, a, I don't want to deal with this. The or entire time, he was just caught. like, yeah, it's fine. I don't right. know what's happening here, but you're going to have to call more police than me. Right. And then he stands in the hallway talking to these women, one who is obviously on something. We later find out for sure. But I'm yeah. like, again, another thing where it's like, you did not make that. A big reveal. Yeah, like, Willow. The, she, yeah. yeah, the hippie. First of all, her name lady. was Willow. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, she was on she something. Was born with drugs <laughs> like, in her system. You're either Allison Hannigan who as a witch <laughs> or you are a hippie on something. Or you're from the movie Willow. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't see that, so what? <laughs> no. But I watched Buffy, so Okay. Um they they're all like standing in the hallway talking and he's like, after five minutes, it seems he's like, Oh, I've got to get you girls to safety. And then start. And I was just sitting there like, well, why have you been standing there the whole yeah. time? <laughs> what are we all just standing around yeah. for? Yeah. They and just everyone spring to action quick enough. Although I, I do want to say that I wanted to give a little shout out to the movie for, they got their shit started quickly. Like, her friend That's gets true. killed, you know, within the first probably 10 minutes, and then you're on this ride for the rest of the movie. And I was like, more movies need to do that and not spend the entire first act in setup and exposition and getting to know people. Just throw them in the situation. That's all we want to see. Well, and that's fair. That is fair. Now, the acting, however, I will say, I feel like not a single reaction from any of these people is came how across a as, would no react. It, they all just came across as angry the whole time yes. no one seemed like except i will say the one guy who i liked the most what was was his name Rashid? was rashid because yeah, i wrote guy. i called him like rashi and rashidi um rashida jones i liked him and i felt he was the best out of all of them but he doesn't last very long but yeah so most everyone does people just that's get true. introduced and then immediately killed just, yeah, I set up a whole list of how the order I thought in which they were going to disappear, and yeah. it didn't really stick to that order right, no. exactly. I mean, we end up with a good, solid body count by the end of this, because basically everybody dies except yeah. the killer. Right, right. I mean, technically, they're alive. Well, yeah, for <laughs> yeah, whatever However purposes. long they can stay on that drink or whatever it was, he... <laughs> Which, how are they drinking it? Because it looked like a Through big hamster thing. But, like, they didn't show, like, a straw. Like, is it, like, a little hamster ball thing? Is I, it, like, I'm the, really not understanding. of how people are being kept alive down there and what his purpose is in keeping all these people down there right. was never really explained. No, it wasn't. I don't know what he's doing with them besides keeping them in little cages and stapling their mouths closed. Well, they so they did at the very beginning when her and her friend are like walking down there. Someone had the line, and I can't remember who it was, if it was the friends or something, where they were talking about hoarders mm -hmm. and how people just like having a lot of things and they'll put it in the storage okay. unit and then so, forget about it and let it rot. So, okay. And so, so I'm he's guessing the hoarder of that is he just collects people. people and then he just lets them rot down there and and no one ever checks on them. That's what okay, that's my thing though. Is <laughs> that's skipping to the very end. It looked like end. there were yeah, sorry, to skip to the end, but it looked like there were like 20 cage things there. Yeah. Nobody like, noticed that no one, all of these missing people no happened to use the same storage unit company. And happened to never go back to their storage unit. Probably ended up with their storage units at auction. Yeah. Like, a lot of them told their friends and family that they had to go get something from the storage right, unit. Right. And then before just never showed up again. Never showed up. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like this place would have been investigated before. Well, and I thought that maybe that was going to be a tie-in for the detective, is that he was is like that, a dirty cop, yeah, that but that he, he was, was there, it. or yeah. that he was there investigating it. Okay. And so maybe that gave us like the idea of like someone else is going to investigate this at some point, maybe. Yeah. But no, he was there to get his big bag of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and get promptly killed. Right. Right. Well, and so we have another villain that can control the lights. 
this time, I guess it's just because it's a man that is familiar with the building, but the light gets turned on and off at convenient times yet again. Well, and so I was wondering about that, too, because I was trying to figure out, I was like, okay, can the people control it? But it they seems like that's, thing they're on the timers. Taping stuff over the lights because they, they shut off on them at one point and she puts like a piece of tape on right. it. And then the entire rest of the movie, they just put the tape on the lights and it's not an issue. An issue anymore. Right. Again. So right. I don't know why that had to be done in the first, like, why don't they just have lights that work? I think, like, I think the idea was, uh-oh, the lights are all going off again, because they were on, like, timers. So I yeah. guess as you walk from the end of the hallway, that's why you'd see them start to shut off from the end yeah. towards you for however long the timers were set for. Yeah. So, And I don't know what she was tape putting tape on to I'm stop that from I'm guessing a timer. Happening. But, like, it seems like they'd be on a motion detector more than a timer. You would and how tape? I don't know how tape would stop a timer anyway. Yeah, I it I don't know. Didn't make any sense. To I me. was thinking like I, an old fashioned, like you know, like, like a, a little dial. T- yeah, that's all I could think of how it could do that. Like but an egg timer, and she's just yeah, stopping like, it. exactly, exactly, a little egg timer with the lights. But yeah, I don't know. Well, and then it turns out because like then the firewalls all go down, and it turns out he's controlling the firewalls, which. Yeah. That at least ended up answering one of my many, many questions. (laughs) How they all conveniently kept happening. Yeah. So he, should we just fast forward to the ending so we can go ahead and talk about the logistics of this movie without worrying about spoiling the ending? Because I mean, I think we've already kind of spoiled the ending. (laughs) You find out that the guy at the front desk of the storage facility is the one that is pulling all these strings and kidnapping people and stapling their mouths closed and holding them in this underground facility right and that the monster that's on the cover of the movie and on the poster and stuff with his mouth stapled shut is just one of his guys yeah who is for some reason attacking everybody i know okay so i think he was not trying to attack people i think i think people in the side of the head he stabbed that one guy and the the guy who worked there in the side of his head because maybe he thought since he He worked there he was probably in on it but then that other woman that they thought he was attacking he was like standing over her or like he like scream for help i think he was trying to get help because he didn't like claw at her he didn't like punch at her anything he went and tried to grab her and then they both fell down and i think he was trying to ask her for help and i don't know how long it looks like he'd been down there for a A while very long time lost his mind but that is not if i knew that i was like naked and had my mouth stapled shut and looked like a monster if i need help i'm gonna put my hands up and kind of like not try to act like a threat yeah no i mean somebody and be like No, he definitely had been like in solitary confinement for a very long time. And yes. they say it does not take very long for your mind to start to go when you're in solitary confinement anyway. Yeah. Let alone well, when see, you're being I thought starved. That's just why he was trying to kill all these people. But you're saying you think that he wasn't trying to kill anybody no, except, except the employees of this right. facility. No, I think he was trying to get help. Well, now I have to try and think back of how everybody died because. Most of the people. So you see two ways people die. When the guy, so this is what made me, like, I started taking notice of who seemed to be dying not at the hands of that guy. Right. Uh, the guy with the staple, yeah, because they this, would not show the killer yeah, and the, for some of them. And they would get dragged or And every once in, in a something. while, you'd even see, like, a, oh, it's you, or something like that. <laughs> it like, couldn't be you. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, yeah, so it... It seemed to me that only like one death, I think, was actually at the hands of the guy who had gotten out yeah. from the things because you only see him actually kill one person. Yeah. Otherwise, I think you just see him like when, when he's with that lady trying to like whatever and then he gets shot and goes off. And then most of the other deaths, you don't see who's doing the killing. And I think they wanted you to assume that it was that it was guy. The old guy. But it... It was... No, it was, it was the guy from Mythbusters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got a lot of myths to test. Right. he's run out of, like, crash test dummies, so he just needs people for that. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he has them They've down there. Get, get to the bottom of a lot of urban <laughs> legends. 
They're not going to solve themselves. <laughs> Precisely. But yeah, so that's what I think. That's what I even, that, I, yeah, I wrote down in my- That does make more sense, I guess, is that, yeah, you don't really see him actually kill a lot of these people. They just get killed by some unseen entity that you assume is bald guy. They they said his name at some point, and I can't remember what the bald guy from the cover of the movie's name was. I feel like it was like Jeffrey. It's like yeah, Jeff Jeffrey or, or Gregory something. or something. Yeah. yeah, he called him something. I don't know, but he he's did. just the monster. <laughs> which right. Is sad. I know. He's actually he's a victim. Actually a victim. He is. He's a victim for sure. But he's a gross victim. So <laughs> shut up. It's okay to make fun. No. Of him. That is not the lesson. So, um, we you touched a little bit on the acting of everybody before, but one of the things that I notice is that it. A lot of these people are acting like they're in a play, like they're in a theater and they have to project to the back row and there's no back row. Like you're allowed to be a little more subtle when you're on camera than you can right. be in a theater. But they and not like they don't they're not acting like they're in a good play. They're acting like they're in a school production play or something. But yeah, a lot of them seem to be like playing it very big and very broad in situations that don't necessarily Warrant call it. for being big and broad, yeah. Well, I mean, my thing is that it's all, it seems all mostly one note, is that there should be a lot of fear, which can show itself in very different ways. It can show itself in anger. It can show itself in sadness. It can, you know, show itself in freezing up and, and you know, yeah. the voice could get really, really quiet or really, really loud. And then there's also like... There should be sadness when they're realizing um, people are dying, right? And especially people who they're connected to. Like when her friend dies, she should be just like, yeah. She never seems super upset that Molly right. died at the very beginning. She was like, oh, we got to find my friend, and then just forgets her, right? She should. You would think that, and I get that. Like a, to some extent, you go into survival mode, I guess, but it still doesn't. No, it just okay. there's and one note. The <laughs> The the monster guy. He definitely killed her. He he like bit her throat. Okay, that's true. And I don't know how. Maybe he... just because that was the first person that opened the door, and he was like, "Fuck, I gotta get out of here." And just... that could be. But I don't understand how did he get out, and how did he kill her? Because yeah, it looked like he bit her neck, but his mouth was definitely still stapled yeah. when we see him later. Yeah. How did he get out of his little cage yeah. chamber thing? Because she opened the main door and then stood there like, oh, it feels like there's a draft. Yeah. Which I also thought was really stupid because she says it feels like they're a draft. it's a draft. I thought then when the guy shows up like next to her that it was because he was breathing on her or something. <laughs> but then Misha Barton later is like, oh, my friend said that she felt a draft before so we go. So be that's got to be the way out. Yeah. And then it's like, even if there had been a draft, the like pipe and everything that she crawls through and goes through later is so far away, it would not have created a draft. Yeah. But I still don't know how he got out of his cold. crate. <laughs> like, but yeah, or- it doesn't ever tell you how he got from the little cages with the hamster bottles and stuff that everybody's being kept right. in. Right, because they're like... just being in the open room so he could grab her when she opened the if door. If you haven't seen the movie, they are like... The most high security prison cells I've ever seen, and like that, there are no bars. Right? He runs a storage, a storage facility. facility in what they say is a terrible part of town. Right. So how does he? I don't know because you would need so much money to maintain that, and like, and to have afforded for someone to come in and build that structure. Yeah. Although I guess they're doing fine because it's just some random night right before they close, and there's they've like got nine so many people, people there. there. Right? I kept thinking that too. I was like, why are there so many people there late at night? I mean, I get why Rashidi was there because he, he was, was living, living there. there. And Rashid, not Rashidi. No, he's Rashidi to me. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a nickname that's longer and basically the same as his regular name. It shows my affection for him. Excuse me. Somebody named Bob Bobby. Yeah, exactly. It's not to shorten. It's to to personalize. Anyway. Shows my affection for this guy that's in the movie for five minutes. I know. He wasn't in it nearly long enough because he was the most interesting character who showed the most... He was the only one I didn't want to die. Right. he died very fast. So, I I mean, I wrote, oh no, Rashidi! I was very upset. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was very upset. He also wasn't like a terrific actor. But no, but none of them are. Unless like English is his first language and he was just very good at acting like it wasn't. But otherwise, I just don't think he was a very good actor. Were we supposed to get that English was not his first language? He had a goofy little accent. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I guess like people can grow up in a bilingual household and have a Not that thick of one though. Mm. <laughs> mm. Okay. I could challenge you on that, but right. <laughs> I'll let it go. Fair enough. Fair I enough. might have to look that up later. I'm pretty sure there have been instances of people having still very thick dialects, but having being bilingual of learning. Yeah. So I about halfway through this movie when shit keeps going down and going wrong for all of these guys i was thinking of what shitty luck that misha barton has not her but her character what's her name ella right I oh think. i don't know she's misha, misha barton <laughs> i don't care what her real that's name is. what i thought of her in my head the whole time how terrible of luck she has to be stuck in this life or death situation where you're being stalked by a killer and you're with a bunch of fucking liars and like mm-hmm. <laughs> just shady people that lie about what kind of, like, cop they are, I guess, and lie about being drug addicts, and Rashid lies about living there, and... Right. I, I don't know, it's just, you got stuck with a terrible group of people to well, be... Well, and I mean, maybe the lesson there is, like House would say, all, like Dr. House would say, all people lie. Yeah. But... I'm not sure we're really supposed to get much of a message from this, to be fair. I don't think so, either. It doesn't seem like like that kind of movie. Yeah. So, I also wanted to discuss the entire plot of this movie hangs on her going to this storage unit to find her fiancé's diary to see if he's cheating on her. Like, if you're cheating on your fiancé, I would hope that you're smart enough to not write it in a diary. And- I don't know Whether many. Whether or not you put that in a storage unit, I don't many know many grown-ups, particularly grown men, that keep a diary. And I thought maybe she was like, does she mean like was this written by a British person? And they meant like the British term of diary, which is like basically just a like your oh my gosh, why can't I think of what it's called? You know, a calendar where you write like events and like things to do and yeah, yeah you know, I a calendar. No, there's. I feel like there's another term for <laughs> that, but something like that. Yes. And I was thinking maybe that's what it is. But then in the end, it turns out that I don't think it even was her fiance's. It was hers because it was in her box of things. Yeah. In the storage shed. She had one little box of things. She pulled it out. It was her box. And it they alluded to it having a list of like former clients and stuff as if she had been a prostitute. Yeah. And she didn't want him to find out. Right. That she was, which was served no purpose to this entire no, movie. No, it like, really didn't. I was very, I don't know, I was very baffled by this. So did she made, think he was cheating or not? It, it made me feel, yeah, extra bad for Molly that she dragged her along on this whole thing and got her killed for, right. a, one, a fucking lie, because she wasn't there to get this diary, but two, like, if you're just going there to get something to hide from your fiancé, why are you bringing a second person in the first place? Because now she's going to know about it. Well, and if you're getting something to hide from your fiance, why did you put it in a box in his storage shed in yeah. the first place? Or just get rid of it. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> why do you need to hold on to this? This doesn't I seem need, like... Just in case I decide to get back to Hoenn, I need to have all these people's names and numbers. Which, on another note, that's what led to her demise, because at the end, she's getting out, and she drops the book... And it's stuck in like the storm grate or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, just leave it, honey. You don't need it. Yeah, and she goes find it. back to try to get the book out. And, and then, then he <laughs> grabs her. And I was like, why do you and need if, it now? Yeah, if somebody had found just a book with people's names and phone numbers in it, right. A, it's been washed around in the storm drain for a while, so you can't read it anyway. But even if you could, it's not like it says, this is Ella's list of her prostitution clients that she right. used to have. It's just it's bizarre. names and numbers. It was very bizarre. I did not... And yeah, it was her was undoing. It, really? Was that worth dying for, hun? Because she knew. It's not like she didn't know he was going to be... Like, she knew he was right behind her. Yeah. So she... Yeah, you're actively running from this Right. Guy. You made a choice to turn around to go back for this little book that 
isn't going to matter anymore. Well, I mean, it's, I guess, the same reason that the cop went back to get his money, because he knew that if pe- if somebody has been killed here, there will be, like, an investigation, and somebody will find it. But I don't know. It just... Yeah, but he not goes worth back. Risk. He goes back to get it when they're not like. It's not like the person was like immediately on their heels. Yeah, very true. And you know, obviously, she's in the heat of the moment, so she doesn't have time to really think all of it through. But but, but so worst case scenario in her mind is she gets out with her life, mm-hmm. and her husband finds this diary that has all these old clients in it. I think he he might forgive you if the reason this came to light is because you were almost murdered by a psychopath. Right, right. I think, yeah, you might get a free pass on that one. Like, well, maybe not, though, because at the end of the movie, after she's been gone for three weeks, he comes to the, like, (laughs) the storage unit. He's like, no, he's like, not even going to look for her. He's like, I guess I should just get rid of all that stuff now, huh? Like, I guess it's <laughs> yeah. been three weeks. She just ran off with her friend. I guess she's not coming back. I'm like, excuse me. Why have you not looked for her? Yeah, I really <sighs> thought that the fiance was going to have something to do with it. That he had, like, lured her into this storage unit because he was a part of it or something. But that did not happen at all. No, I, but I thought he would care more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does just kind of show up at the end and be like, is my girlfriend here? And they're like, nope. And he's like, okay. Right. Yeah, I was like, have you seen her? No. Like, oh, well. She- all right, well, can I get and all the shit out of there, I guess? First I need of some all, money. is like explaining way too much to this guy. He's just sitting there. He's like, yeah, she took off like three weeks ago, weirdly. like, But he's just like casually talking with them about it. And then. Yeah, he doesn't seem to yeah, care Yeah, he's like, I guess I'm going to sell it all now. And it's like. Damn, dude. I mean, I guess he has no reason to think that she's dead more than that she just left him and isn't talking to him, but still. I'm sorry. If you're living with someone who it appeared like they were living together, and you're planning on marrying someone, and they suddenly disappear, even if their last known location was with their friend. Best friend also disappears. Right. I don't feel like I would jump to, oh, they ran off on me. As much as... I better go sell all their stuff. I might need to call the police and make sure she's not actually missing. Yeah, yeah. I have to, to say that at the end, when she finds out that it was... Um, fuck, what was the the name of the bad guy? I can't remember his name. I don't know. <laughs> the guy from Mythbusters. Yeah, Mythbusters guy, Adam Savage. So when she finds out that he's the one killing everybody, he... Very James Bondianly goes over like his whole plan and how he does it and stuff. And she's like, "Somebody's gonna come look for me." And he's like, "Nobody ever does. I don't understand why, but nobody ever comes looking." And it's like, "No, I'm sorry. You've got a dozen people down here. Right. That is not a Somebody good enough Somebody has come line. looking for them at some right. point. Well, I'm like the the divorcing couple, right? Didn't they say that they had been like lawyers or something? Like, it's not like all of these people were just- Are just homeless degenerates with nobody looking for them. Right. A cop. Somebody's going to come looking for him. Even if he's a dirty cop, he's a cop. People are going to expect him to be places and show up for things. Yeah, this divorcing couple. And like, poor Rashidi. Probably no one was looking for him because he was living in the storage unit. Plus he was foreign, so. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. But like, there has to be, like, it can't, like, he doesn't get to, he can't like perform background checks on all these people. Like, I get if you're renting out the storage unit, I don't know if they perform background checks or not. I've never rented out sure a storage unit. If you can um, pay, you can have a spot here. It's right. A That's what it seems like. So it's like room. he wouldn't know much about these people. Yeah, he doesn't know who's coming to look for them or how important any of right. them are. Or I mean, he if any could of them be... can fight. Like, he doesn't know right. if he's running to UFC fighters he that could... can just beat the shit out of him when he tries to attack them. The cop could... Flip and be friends with the mayor. Like, you don't know what these connections are. And he's just going to take them and put them down there and be like, oh, I don't know where they are. No one's going to look for them here. I also wonder, had he planned on killing all these people this night anyway? Or did he have to kill everybody because I had the same question. Were they all doomed to or was he just like, ah, fuck, now I got to kill like six people in one night? I have to think to myself that it has to be 
the latter, that it's because they got Jeffrey out, because just in my head, the logic says that he had to know he can't just take six people a night every time he does this. Yeah. He has to just be collecting people slowly. But then how is it that Rashidi had been able to be in there for so long? Yeah, Why didn't he kill- take he's him? Been living there and you didn't know? Right. For like weeks, apparently, or something. Yeah. How, how secure can this place possibly be if he's got a dude living in one of the units and right. hasn't killed him yet? That's like, your prime target there. Nobody's going to miss him. Right. If you're just collecting people, there's one that's trying to be collected. He's staying there. <laughs> well, I would say he's trying to be collected. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you sleep in that creepy-ass storage unit, you're you're trying to get murdered. I disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> people fall on hard times. You don't know his story. Making fun of my Rashidi. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I guess it was Jeffrey, because I wrote down Jeffrey randomly in the corner of my notebook. (laughs) Jeffrey. I just wrote down Jeffrey. I don't know. I don't know why. Oh, did Jeffrey kill Molly? Why? How did he get out in the first place? So, yes, Jeffrey was the bald guy. Yeah. No idea the other names, though. (laughs) Well, and then, like, the very last thing we see. Well, maybe it wasn't the last thing we see. No, I feel like it was. The last thing we see was the hamster. Trap down there. Isn't it? Oh, no. Maybe they did. I can't remember if they panned up from her up to the hamster or if they went from the hamster down to her. But I just thought it was really weird. He's got like a hamster in a cage behind him. And like, maybe they were trying to allude of like, these people are just like hamsters. Like and that's where he got the idea. Maybe. For the big gerbil water bottles to feed everybody. That's all I can think of. But yeah, they show like, it at the very beginning very of the movie weird. and again at the very end. Like it's some sort of significant symbol right and i don't think it is i didn't remember it until they showed it again at the end i was like oh yeah he's got I th- a I th- hamster I okay think the cool. message is that despite all his rage he's, he's still, still just, just a, a rat, rat in a cage, cage. <laughs> <laughs> i like that All right, so best and worst. This week, I am doing the best. If you don't remember, we switch off every week who gets to read the best reviews and who gets to read the worst reviews. And so Rotten Tomatoes did not even rate this. Not applicable. There were not enough (sighs) professional reviews Reviews. for them to aggregate a score for them. Right. So we're going to call it zero. (laughs) (laughs) The audience score, however, was 20%, and it has 4.5%. Um, out of 10 stars on IMDb. So C. Barnes at horrornews.net says, Matt Wynn's The Hoarder is highly reminiscent of many different films, such as Devil, Cube, Vacancy, and even the original Alien, but it still has a slight freshness to it. Sure, all its elements have been seen before, but the combination of these elements placed together offers the viewer something that isn't wholly predictable, and while a long way from groundbreaking, does make for an entertaining movie with the occasional tense moment. The characters are not the standard cookie-cutter stereotypes. Jock, geek, promiscuous, and joker. I mean, I disagree, but okay. And so their personalities add a pinch of the unknown to the party. The acting throughout is convincing. What movie were you watching? Okay, sorry. The acting throughout is convincing, and the character development is well-timed. No, it wasn't. I liked The Hoarder more than I expected to, but I didn't love it, and it could never be described as anything other than an average horror flick. It is well acted with interesting characters and provides a couple of plot twists that successfully keep the viewer's attention. I I disagree with you, man. (laughs) Yeah, basically every point of, like, there are definitely cliched characters. Yep. They do not give great performances. It definitely is very predictable. It's... I guess he. the one thing I will agree with is that it's paced fairly well. Yes. Like, once stuff starts happening, it keeps happening all the way to the end. It doesn't really drag. Right. Well, and I guess it wasn't the, predictable in the fact that they didn't die in the order I thought they would. Yeah. And she gets captured at the end. Yeah. And I didn't think she would get captured at the end. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. Matt Mulgard of HorrorFreakNews.com says... Despite a few plot holes, I enjoyed the hell out of The Hoarder. It's effectively creepy in more than one sequence. It looks clean and it's got a couple solid performances. I wish a few things had been tightened up in the script, but the issues that loom there do not threaten to dampen the picture's general effectiveness. 
There's a fine finale for those who crave an appropriately menacing climax. And to be honest, there are enough potential avenues with the film to warrant a sequel. It's that entertaining, and it's left that wide open. And I want to see a lot more. <laughs> I just can't yeah, take that. No, they definitely want there to be a sequel. Oh, absolutely. You know, they're fully setting it up for, like, the killer got away with it. And right. so I guess he's going to keep doing this, but he go- I can't imagine that another one of these will get made. Right. He goes on to say, the editing is sharp, giving us smooth transitions and consistently eerie atmosphere. The makeup department absolutely kills. Now, I do agree. There's some good the, yeah, effects the, the and effects stuff. The yeah, the looked creepy. Yeah. With some subtle yet astoundingly evident and convincing work. The direction is smooth, allowing the story to unravel without hiccup. The hoarder, to summarize, really gets a lot of things right that could have easily gone wrong. It's one of the more entertaining films I've seen in 2016. And will it will no doubt find a home in my personal collection. Ooh. Good for him. Yeah. I I have to disagree with where he said that the atmosphere made it feel creepy. If you're going to set a movie in an underground like storage facility like that, it needs to feel more claustrophobic and packed in tight like than it did. Absolutely. This felt like they were traversing an office building that had the lights turned off. Right. Like, it never felt like you were just like in a place that you can't escape and the walls are closing in on you like it could have. Right. It seemed like I'm still not sure how big each floor was. Or how big this whole facility is. It, like right. it looks like a little hole in the wall. There's obviously but then four you go floors. And it's but like how expansive. big is each floor? Right. It seems huge. And so yeah, it doesn't give you that feeling, that just claustrophobic feeling of being underground. All right. So Let's listen to the bad reviews. And our bad review this week comes courtesy of Carl Fisher uh, from the blog Games, Brains, and a Headbanging Life. (laughs) Nice. Carl says, Ella is suspicious that her rich boyfriend may be cheating on her. She has come to this conclusion after discovering that he rents a secret storage unit. Rather than, let's say, ask him about it, she chooses instead to enlist her sarcastic friend Molly to break into the unit. Now they're trapped inside with a group of people with a group of boring, one-dimensional characters, and something is hunting them. It's funny how many people are in this place five minutes before it's supposed to close, which is what we said. I'm being deliberately vague because the one positive here is the kind of twist that occurs in the final third of the movie. Don't get me wrong, it's a much better idea for a plot finale, even if it doesn't make that much sense. A lot of questions are raised at the end, and not the good kind. Here, you're more likely to be wondering things like, how is that possible? How is no one noticed by now? Does no one ever fight back? Do I even really care? The answer to that last one is no. No, you won't care. Because the cast are terrible, cliched characters, Mm -hmm. such as the soon-to-be-divorced couple realizing they may still love each other when put in life-and-death situations, the soon-to-be-retired cop who may be a little dirty, with mind-numbingly pointless dialogue. The villain isn't any better. Laughable, really, when they are revealed. It's amazing that anyone would ever feel threatened by them. Mm-hmm. Sure, you can argue that makes a great villain, someone you would never expect, but you don't get that from this. Mm-mm. So forgettable, the only reason that Ella stands out from the crowd is because she is the lead and still so unlikable. This is a <laughs> film where you want to see the heroine get killed within the first half of the movie. No matter what name this movie goes under, it doesn't change the fact that it's an uninspired, cliche-filled mess. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) A damn men, Carl. I have to agree with you, man. Yeah, especially, yeah, the guy does not make for that menacing of a villain. No, not at all. He looks like a creep. Like, he looks like somebody that would try to, like, grab your ass on the bus, but not somebody that I feel like could overpower dozens of people in a single night. Right. It's, I don't know. I agree. (laughs) When he's chasing after her towards the end of the movie, he's got this goofy little like penguin waddle run that is just (laughs) way more funny than it is scary. And it's, it doesn't do him any favors to try to be like imposing when he's just like, I don't know how I didn't even notice that. But when she's like running down that sewage tunnel especially when he's chasing after her he he just he moves like the dad dinosaur from that show dinosaurs (laughs) (laughs) like a giant that's not menacing to you (laughs) that's not terrifying it should be but it's not oh my goodness well are you ready now for sadie's rabbit hole i am all right well then it's time for Sadie's Rabbit Hole. (laughs) (laughs) Double dose of the theme song this week. Yes. 
And so this week, like many other weeks, I've had a hard time finding trivia on these movies <clears throat> that aren't well-known or well-liked or well-received. If you can imagine, not a lot of people want to do deep dives into the ins and I outs know, of these right? god-awful movies we watch. And there honestly wasn't that much interesting about the actors either. So instead, I'm bringing to you a collection of some self-storage horror stories. Sweet. Of just some creepy and odd things that have happened in or been found in storage units. So first from closetbox.com, the first like I only I have two sources here and both of them are storage based sources. <laughs> anyway, closetbox.com gives us the first four. In North Carolina, a human leg was found inside a meat smoker. <laughs> oh. Not for the reason you would think. It was not being smoked. But it was in a meat smoker in a storage unit bought at auction. A lot of these things were bought at auction and yeah. found then. It apparently belonged to the previous owner who lost his leg, the said found leg, in a plane crash, but decided to hold on to it so that he could be buried with it one day. Was it all like decomposed? And That's what I wonder, because how did the meat locker keep it? I don't know. I... Or was it a refrigerated story. storage unit? So you just I do think it was probably a refrigerated but storage still, unit because a like, lot of these were, but it should no, it would be neat to good be forever. frozen. Yeah. Right. No, I think he probably did not know at all what he was doing. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> um in Florida, a family of course. right. A family storage unit was up for auction when the family notified the storage company. So like it was up for auction. And the people who own the storage unit called the family and they were like, hey, we're going to auction this. And they called it and they're like, okay, but um, our grandmother's body is in there inside her um, coffin and had been <laughs> for 17 years. Can we come get grandma before <laughs> right. you sell the rest of it? She was, I don't know why they kept, it was a refrigerated unit. I don't know why they decided to keep her in there, but she was... I saw like three articles on this, and everyone made note that it was a blue coffin. Okay. Um, and apparently a very nice one. And so they kept her in there in the storage unit. And when the police came, it was I spent just nine thousand dollars on this coffin. I'm not going to cover it. In dirt. <laughs> right. I'm not going to put it in the ground. This thing is nice. It's choice. Okay. So a New York. This one's very creepy. A New York storage unit was found containing two freezers filled with forty. Dead cats, Ooh. one of which had been skinned. Did it also contain a dryer with an animal inside of it? <laughs> it did not. Then it Just doesn't a- <laughs> fit our motif. Move on. So a former Florida medical examiner, Michael Berkland, for some reason, stored more than 100 body parts, including hearts and brains, inside his storage unit. Eey. Yeah. He I'm was just, definitely eating them. Right. I'm like, what? 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 We, or doing other weird things with them. <laughs> like, I'm going to sew together a Frankenstein. Are you holding all of those? And then from storeedge.com, oh, that's boy. how they put it Store Edge. And we've got a couple little stories. After Frank Julian died at the age of 80, his family had the pleasure of going through his storage unit of 19 years where they uncovered human remains in an old freezer. Turns out the remains were later identified as one of Julian's former girlfriends who um, had been missing since 1983. Funny thing, uh, Julian hadn't bought the storage unit until like 1990 something. So no one knows what he did with her in For those years, years in between, between when he bought the unit and when he apparently killed her. Gross. <laughs> yeah. And in 1999, Darlene Bork defaulted on her storage payments and her unit was auctioned off. Inside the unit, the new owners found wedding photos, wedding champagne glasses, wedding cake knife, and the body of her groom, Dennis, who'd been missing for the past three years. Yikes. <laughs> yes. It's very Mrs. Habersham of her to like. Is she just going and reenacting in there their with wedding, the wedding every couple I don't of weeks? No, that's what <laughs> I wonder. Me, like, you swore till death do us part. 
So now you're dead. <laughs> I'm going to keep going a little while longer after that. <laughs> right. Exactly. And the scary thing is, this isn't even at all all-encompassing of all the creepy oh, we're just scratching like, stories. The surface oh, we are these? just scratching the surface. There were stories of many, many stories of body parts being found and bodies and there was like one where it was a funeral home in Georgia that shut down in 2012. And when it shut down, they uncovered the cremated remains of 50 individuals in garbage bags in the storage unit. Yee. Apparently, they cremated them and decided it was too much to bother with disposing of them correctly. So they just put them in garbage bags. Yeah. That's ugh. and that's not the only funeral home story I read about that either. So be <laughs> well, and I'm sure careful when the the premise of your business is, hey, we've got this room that you can put whatever you want in there, and we will lock the door and not look in there. Right. Then yeah, you're gonna get some seedy shit stored yep. inside these buildings. Right. And so much of it isn't uncovered for a very long time because people can rent yeah, as these long things. As you have five dollars a month or whatever. It right. Costs. They rent them for so long. And yeah, it's it's really creepy. But also Theft is very common with storage of like, there was some, I'm trying to remember where it was, but where 50 different units were robbed in the same night. Like some guy just, because apparently- You get a pair of bolt cutters and cut off all the padlocks and you're in. And security systems are very faulty, um, often not even hooked up and stuff like that at storage units. So people basically- Beware of self-storage. Yeah. I didn't don't find go down out to a sub-basement that has a good. locked button on an elevator. Don't pick <laughs> right? that lock don't. and go down there. It's not worth it to get you a little diary. Die. But I will say there weren't that many stories of people being murdered in the storage units. <laughs> not that I could find, at least. <laughs> Just having their dead bodies. Just being stored there. there eternally. There were a couple that were killed in some. But mostly it was... You know, mostly just a storage situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that it for the rabbit hole this week? That's it for Sadie's rabbit hole. Badam. Ooh, a badam. We're getting, I got a a lot of variations on this song <laughs> week by week. Mainly because I can't remember week from week exactly what I added to it the week it's, before. It's like jazz, <laughs> right? It's exactly. a little different every time, but that's what makes it beautiful. Like me. <laughs> no, you're always the same. Hey, now. Hey, now. I don't know if I like that tone. All right. So, should we let people know about our next movie? Uh, I think we should give this one a rating first. Oh, shh. Let's do that then. Let's do <laughs> <laughs> So, So, my love, what did you rate this movie? <laughs> Well, so for new listeners, we have a rating system where we rate our movies every week on a scale of one to five. But really, you can think of it as like a negative one to negative five, because the more the higher the number, the worse the movie is until you get to negative five, which means you've reached the so bad it's good area. And each week we come up with a different and what's the word for it? Unit of measurement. Yes. By which we rate the movie. Yes. And it will have something to do with, with the movie itself. Said movie. <laughs> so, what is this week's? Um, Stapled mouths. Stapled mouths. Magical magnet cards. <laughs> gerbil milkshakes. <laughs> like, what? Gerbil the gerbil into a milkshake? Gerbil bottle milkshakes. <laughs> he put some kind of milk and like creation in there. Never. I guess it won't be that one. <laughs> Secret diaries, maybe. <laughs> Prostitute diaries. <laughs> uh, or the very boring storage units. <laughs> yes. Haunted units. Rashidis. Rashidi. <laughs> so on a scale of one to five dead Rashidis. Oh, that one's sad. I liked him. <laughs> well, that works then, because you don't want to have many of these. Oh. So how many dead Rashidis do you give this movie? Your face is sad. I'll go first. I don't like the scale. I gave it two dead Rashidis. Um oh. <laughs> <laughs> you look surprised. I am. Um, we differ this week. Oh, finally. Um, 
yeah, too, it's just, it's bad. It's definitely one of the, the worst ones that I feel like we've watched. I mean, it, I watched it all the way through. It kept my attention and didn't, I didn't feel like falling asleep, but that's about the best thing that I can say for it is that it didn't feel like three hours long like some of these movies do. Everything else was bad. The acting, the script, the plot holes, all of it. But you give it a two. (laughs) (laughs) I might have meant four. (laughs) I've I've bamboozled myself by our own confusingly crazy system of of measurement. (laughs) Yes, I want this on the other end. Okay, because I was like, you're saying only bad, horrible things about it. No, so four dead Rashidis. Well, then we're not different this week because I also chose four. (laughs) So I was very excited that we were going to be different this week. We were going to differ, but no, we don't. We are the same. I also said four for similar reasons, although I did feel it was closer to the Like, it wasn't in the, usually if I give something like a three, three and a half, that's because it's just really bad and boring. But by four to four and a half, you're getting closer to that so bad it becomes kind of entertaining and good. It was close. If it had been a little bit worse, it probably would have gotten there. It tightened up a little bit. It's, I mean, the story is kind of- Lots of things that could have made it better. It's (laughs) a story you've seen before a million times. People Mm -hmm. are in a scary place and somebody is picking them off one by one. So I know it can be done well, but they chose not to do it well this time. <laughs> yes, I'm sure conscious that was a choice they Let's made. Go out and make a bad movie, guys. <laughs> I guess you never know. You never know. Do you have alternate titles for this? You go first. Okay. <laughs> so instead of coming up with one, I noticed while I was reading a lot of reviews that they called it different things in different countries. That's weird. Um, Well, okay, that's normal then. Yeah, like, one of them, in Spanish-speaking countries, it was called Secretos Mortales, or Deadly Secrets. Oh. um, Which I kind of liked, because everybody had their deadly secrets in it. The one I did not like, I think it was in the UK, they called it The Bunker. They're not in a bunker. Right. (laughs) It's not. Maybe they don't have self-storage units there. I get. I mean, it was called The Hoarder, though. They have hoarders there. Okay, well, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I feel like they have storage units in England. I mean, they... Oh, I thought you said it was in Germany. No. You said England? I think I'm 99% sure I said the UK. We're going to have to check that tape <laughs> check on that. Check the audio tape. Hold on, it. Hold on America. <laughs> yep, I said UK. Shut up! He didn't even check it! He didn't even check it, people! <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even have to. He didn't even check it! Let us know next week, which it was. <laughs> um, do you Did you come up with one while you were yelling at me? Mine was along the lines of, like, the hamster house. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a kid's fun, like, romp. <laughs> you get Wait, a lot of upset are you telling parents. me you don't think kids should watch this movie? <laughs> I mean... I'm going to let ours watch it. Oh, shut up. No, now you've gone too far. Now you've gone too far. Wow, I've said shut up to you a lot this episode. I don't normally say that to you. <laughs> you said that a lot this marriage. <laughs> have I, though? Have I? I don't say that a lot. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you say it a lot more, you tool. No, I don't know. Um, Adam Savage's Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> Ultimate Mythbusters. <laughs> Rashidi deserved better. <laughs> this week we're testing the myth of can you staple a person's mouth shut right. with just a regular staple gun and not that much precision? Right. He was just hacking and just. Oh, <laughs> God. gross. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, was that wrapping up uh, everything we have to say about the hoarder? I think that's it. I think that's. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> if there's anything we missed, uh, that that's you all, discuss, folks. Let us know. Uh, next week. We will be checking out the film, The House at the End of the Street. With J-Law, y'all. And who is that for people that are not hip? Jennifer Lawrence, come on. (laughs) An actress? Get with it. (laughs) The synopsis for The House at the End of the Street is, After moving in with her mother to a small town, a teenager finds that an accident happened in the house at the end of the street. Things (laughs) get more complicated when she befriends a boy. 
a double murder is not an accident. That is a clunky synopsis. (laughs) What? So we'll see what the hell that means. Here's a clip from the house at the end of the street. I just wanted to say thank you. You're actually the first people to invite me over since it happened. I'm sorry, I I need to say something. Ryan, Alyssa has just started in a new school, and I want her to do well, and it's really one of the reasons why we even moved here. And she is in high school, and you are in college. Mom, what is your point? I think Ryan knows exactly what my point is. We are neighbors, and I want us to be friends, but I just have one rule that I need you to respect. I do not want the two of you to be alone in your house or this house if I am not here. You are never here. Well, I am here now. Ryan, can you respect that? Yes. Thank you. I should go. No, Ryan. No, no, Ryan. No, 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 no. You can stay. Ryan, You can stay. You're really lucky to have a mother who cares about you. Ryan, really, it's fine. You can stay, really. Thank you very much for dinner. No, I... I didn't mean... I said he could stay. No, you invite him over just so you can throw him out? Honey, I wanted to protect you. Oh, good. After all these years, you finally decided to be a parent. You know, just because you were some wasted slut in high school doesn't mean I'm going to be. All right, there you have it. So join us here next week to discuss the house at the end of the street. Whoop, whoop. With America's sweetheart, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I thought you were going to say I was America's sweetheart. You <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> Give it time, babe. You'll unsee her soon enough. <laughs> and this movie is available on Netflix. If you do not have Netflix, some kind stranger out there has taken the liberty of uploading the entire thing onto youtube so it is available there as well so until then make sure to check us out on social media yeah like us follow us check us on facebook twitter at so horrified mm-hmm. Comments. let us know what movies you would like to see us talk about let us know what you think of the movies that we've already talked about let us know what you think of our episodes that we've already talked about yeah. <laughs> that we've already done let us know and recorded spending your quarantines and and what movies you are watching good or bad to, yeah uh, pass the time because we need suggestions every yeah. week remember you can tell us something good too you can tell us anything you can tell us where they you touched you you can no, tell us stop it stop <laughs> it matthew we're here to help this is not the time <laughs>